0: Live from Shaughnessy's in the Marriott, Syracuse downtown, this is the Adrian Autry Show. Presented by Charles Heating and Air Conditioning, Plumbing and Electrical. Here's your host, Stephen Fonte and Coach Autry.
1: Good evening, everyone, as we welcome you live to Shaughnessy's Irish Pub at the Marriott, Syracuse downtown. Stephen Fonte, Coach Autry with you over the course of the next hour. Phone calls welcome at any time, 315 315- 437 3 if you'd like to get involved. If you have a question for Red, we have a lot to get to on the show. As I mentioned, we'll certainly talk SU basketball. A couple of wins since our last show over Colgate and Seattle. We have to start, though, with the NBA. And uh, we're waiting for uh, – there he is right there. He pops <laughs> up on our television sets uh, as, uh, as we're starting the show here. Carmelo Anthony back in uniform, supposedly going to be in the starting lineup tonight, uh, long overdue. For him to be uh, back in an NBA uniform, you just saw him not that long ago. What, what was that like seeing Melo back in town?
2: It's, it's always great to see how our, our former guys come back. Uh, obviously, uh, Carmelo uh, coming back is always a treat. You know, this to, 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 for him to come back and spend some time with us and talk, um, and uh, you know, he was ready. You know, he didn't seem too too worried, but he was just he was anxious. You know, not worried more than anxious, and I'm just happy that it happened. And I know he's ready to go, and that's. Uh, this should be uh, you know, exciting for him and exciting for all his fans and obviously we, you know, the Syracuse family is definitely excited to watch him tonight.
1: It uh it, it seemed like it happened rather quickly. It sounds like this this thing went down in the matter of about twenty-four hours. They called him up. You you know, the very next day he said yes, let's do it. A- and here he is in uniform tonight. Did you have any sense when you saw him a, a week or so ago that, that something was in the works or
2: No, no. I mean I, I know he was hopeful, you know, I know yeah. he you know he stayed working out and he kept his roots. Um, of of staying ready and you, know, you know, I always tell people, you know, uh when when sometimes when you can't. You don't know what's going to happen. The best thing to do is to stay ready if you want it to happen. And uh, I think he's done a good job of that. So I'm just. I'm just so happy for him and excited for him.
1: Last one on this, we could circle back later in the show, but with the game just about to start, what, what can we expect? I mean, he hasn't played in. I looked at it today; it's like 378 days or so. I mean, what 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 should we expect out of Melo tonight?
2: You know, uh, just from my past experience, sometimes these when you have these long layoffs, sometimes either you play. Phenomenal, or you just see the rust. <laughs> <laughs> so it can go either way, you know. Uh, you know, working out and staying in shape is different than playing in a game. I always do. That. I always know that. You know, it's just like uh, you know when you're working out and you know you get you trying to get back in shape. You're on a treadmill, you know, and then you get out and try to play some pickup, and then you're tired in like two or three right. minutes. You're like, man, I've been working out on treadmill. <laughs> you can't you
1: can't replicate, uh, you know, the basketball conditioning? Huffing and puffing uh, after a few trips up and down the court. All right, we'll get back to Mello. Uh, certainly as the show moves along, as the, the game is just about set to get underway between the Pelicans and uh, the Trailblazers, and again, Mellow in the starting lineup tonight, first game in more than a calendar year. All right, two games have been played uh, since our last show. You beat Colgate, you beat Seattle. Let's start with the Colgate game. I know it feels like forever ago, but that was a, a game that I thought defensively, you you know, you guys played awfully well. Yeah, they hit 13 threes, but they, they took 41 of them. I mean, you made right. it difficult on them uh, that night, and if you take that many threes, you're bound to make some but you, you held a, a pretty good scoring team one that's an experienced team one that returns a lot of guys and you held them to just 54 points
2: yeah we you know from a defensive standpoint i thought that was probably our best game uh overall um in our young season so far uh colgate is a very good team um expected to win their their league like you said they came back with a lot of experience and they were not intimidated so uh, I thought our guys did a really good job of uh, making them take some contested shots. And obviously they made some, but for the most part, we, we did a good job of extending out and then, uh, you know, securing the rebound and then going down the court.
1: You, you fell behind 9-1, to one, but uh, steadily were able to get back in the game. Uh, Barama Sidibe and Buddy Bayheim scored your first 16 points. They combined to score your first 16. They got you going. And then the second half, things started rolling uh, with Joe Girard coming out of the locker room in the starting lineup to start the second half. He really provided some energy. Let's, let's start with Barama. That was one of the best games. I'm not going to say the best game because he had that game at Pittsburgh um, that, that stands out when he had a, a double-double in conference play. But 12 points, 14 boards from Barama. Uh, he did a lot of good things in that game against Colgate.
2: Yeah, he was very active. Like you said, I mean, he got us going. He came ready to play. And if uh, we didn't have that contribution early, you know, it, you know the, the game could have changed uh, or dramatically, you know, not for, not for the good for us neither. But uh, Barama's been playing well um, since the summertime, you know. I mean, I know uh, when we went on our trip to Italy, the competition wasn't, you know, you know, at, at this level, but it was still good competition. And he, I mean, he did the same thing out there. He's just, you know, the, the good thing about him, he's older, he knows what to do and he's healthy. That's the biggest thing that he's healthy. He's moving. Um, and he's being active, and and the guys are getting him the ball in good situations as as well.
1: And we're seeing him run the floor, too, and if he wasn't healthy, I mean, to me that's an indication that he must be feeling better because we're seeing him get up and down the floor. You know, like there was that one play when, you know, Gerard got out in transition, he lobs it up to Barama, and he he's he's getting end-to-end rather quickly. And, you know, to me anyway, that's a good sign. You see him in practice every day.
2: Yeah, I mean (laughs) – you know, when you get a lob like that, that encourages you to run more. You know, <laughs> uh, um, but I, but we've been we've made a really conscious effort this year of trying to get the ball out and get up the court. You know, I think uh, we're not maybe the biggest as far as girth wise but you know we're, we're quick we're fast so we want to try to try to get some easy baskets so we really made a conscious effort and barama can run with the best of them
1: i mentioned uh, joe gerard provided a spark for you coming out of the locker room he was in the starting lineup mm-hmm. to start the second half and did some really good things and I, I find it rather ironic that he comes here and we all know about him as a scorer in the 4700 career points in, in high school but you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like he was inserted because of everything else he was doing. He was assisting. He was getting steals. He was getting on the floor. He was providing some energy. He only had five points in that game, but he did a lot of really good things. He, he, he controlled it. He stabilized us. He brought some energy, like you said.
2: <clears throat> the biggest thing about Joe is that he competes, and he gives you everything he has, and uh, and you forget that he was a quarterback, So and, and he was a pretty good quarterback. And, you know, with being a quarterback, you know, that, that means, you know, you're aware, you got vision, and he does a good job of getting the ball out, getting the ball to the people and and delivering it to them in the right places, in the right situations. So, uh, you know, he's really, um, from the, from that second half. And obviously, his first, you know, first game, last game against Seattle, he's he's been playing really well for us. The
1: other thing I liked about Joe in, in that Colgate game is uh, he made a mistake on the offensive end of the court, and he's he's coming back down. It was a dead ball; he had just turned it over, and and Coach Beheim was you know offering him some words of encouragement as as <laughs> Coach Beheim will do, and you know Gerard nods his head, and the very next play he he forced a jump ball and he got the ball back, and I, and I love that because you know especially with a young kid, sometimes you might see him. Hang their head or get down on themselves, but it's almost like it motivates him to. All right, I made a mistake. Now I got to make up for it. And he did on the very next possession. He made up for it.
2: You know, Joe. Joe was built that way. You know. Uh, you know. Again, I told, we talked earlier. You know, he had a guy coming from. You know, having a career that he had, high school career, and the following he's has, and obviously with that comes a lot of you know people that doubt. And he plays with that chip, and he plays. He's confident, but he plays with a chip, and he's always out to prove, and he's a winner. At the end of the day you know that that's all that's important for him you know I remember sitting in a huddle uh, in the Virginia game and he he, he he was the loudest one of the loudest guys in there and he was a freshman like let's go we can win this game you know and that's the thing that that sticks, sticks out about me is his his energy and his and, and his willingness and, and to mix it up and and give whatever he has to help to help the team and to help the team to win.
1: Jim Bam said something after the, the Seattle game I found interesting in regards to Gerard. He said, you know, there's always a transition for a freshman going from high school to college. And he said, but He he thought it might be a little bit easier for Joe because for the last four years, he said he's had the weight of the world on his shoulders. He goes into every single game knowing he has to carry his team or they're not going to win. And Coach Beheim said that in a way it's almost easier now because you have such good players around him that he can kind of go in and and to some degree let the game come to him and just let his natural ability take over and not have the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's got to go out and score 40 in order for your team to to do well. He's just got to play his game and play well, and you guys will will
2: do well yeah i mean you know that's one way to look at it but it's sometimes it's hard to do that when you're used to being changing the role right right, changing our role that's a good point uh you know that's how you know his focus is on winning and so and he's made that transition so far i mean it's obviously two games you know small sample size i mean it's going to be some ups and downs you know that sure but his approach and his mentality is what really sticks out.
1: Now you know what it's all about to come in from from high school and, and to try to make an impact right away. How difficult is it for those of us who you know who haven't had a chance to to do that at a at a major level? How hard is it to go from being a, you know the star on a high school team to now all of a sudden you're running the show of, of a big time college program?
2: I mean it's it's really difficult because at this level you know you, you're playing against other guys that have, have experience. Uh, you playing against your teammates that's been there that has some experience, and the competition is better. You know, when you're in high school, you may run against, you know, you may you may play against a Division One player or maybe a Division Two player. You know, they may have one or two on a team every three or four games, but in college, just every it's everybody, day, right? everybody is, <laughs> right. is, is was the All American. Everybody was the best player on their team, and uh, and it's competition, so it, it's a lot harder um but the guys that that typically do it are the guys that you know they have a confidence the team you know after a while they they gain the other players on their team trust and and then they just kind of take off
1: from there you think that he's got a target on his back to some degree with the opponents like do they pay attention to this this kid at 4,700 points in high school and and you know we're gonna we're gonna kind of knock him down to size so to speak I, I think so I think uh
2: you know, when you have the type of high school career, especially locally, especially when you're playing against the Colgate's, the Cornell's, they all know who he is. They know who he is, you know, uh, so again, you know, they, they know what his ability is, they know what his reputation is. I think when we start to play some other teams, it may not be as much, but when you're doing a scouting report and you're watching tape, you, you realize what he can do. So he, he's definitely going to have a target on his back.
1: All right, that, that puts the the Colgate game to bed. Let's take our first time out here. When we return, we'll get into what happened on Saturday night against Seattle. Very efficient offensive effort as five players scored in double figures. A lot to get to from that game. And, again, your phone call is welcome at any time, 315-437-7644. We're going to step aside, take our first time out. We're back after this coming to you live from Shaughnessy's Irish Pub at the Marriott Syracuse downtown is the adrian autry show we're back
0: after this on espn radio live from shaughnessy's in the marriott syracuse downtown this is the adrian autry show presented by charles heating and air conditioning plumbing and electrical here's your host Stephen fonti and coach autry
1: 315-437-7644 is the number if you have a question for coach autry we're coming to you live from shaughnessy's irish pub at the marriott syracuse downtown we've got the uh Portland, New Orleans game on uh, one of the dozen or so TVs here at Shaughnessy's. Mello missed his first shot, made his second one though. A wide open three, knocked it down. It's uh, he's he's off and running. It's just yeah. like riding a bike. Just right? like riding a bike,
2: like you said. Uh, I, I know that was a great feeling for him. So uh, now he's going to settle in and. You know, uh, we'll see what happens the rest of the night.
1: I uh, I asked you in the commercial break. I, I said, "Do you think he's nervous? You think he's nervous?
2: I think he's excited. Yeah, yeah. excited, nervous. Right. He, 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 I'm sure he's
1: excited though, and happy to be back. You uh, you pointed out he's kind of getting after it on both ends. Oh yeah, we're, we're playing some to, defense, we're man. We're not used to seeing <laughs> Melo play defense. Already has a block shot tonight. Uh, the Blazers uh, right now trailing thirteen to six. Uh, four minutes gone by in the first quarter, but great to see Mello, uh back on an NBA court. All right, we talked about Colgate in the first segment. Let's move on to the Seattle game. And uh, an offensively very efficient night for you guys, uh, to say the least. Shot 62.5% from the field in the first half. Got off to that blazing start, uh, and he ended up shooting 60% from the game. And, and once again, Joe Girard had a big hand in it, this time from a scoring perspective, uh, 24 points for the freshman. But it was more than just him. I mean, you guys had five guys in double figures for the starters. Quincy was the one guy off the bench who, who went for double figures. We'll get to him in a second. But what stood out to you uh, from the Seattle game? And after two slow starts offensively against Virginia, you guys started one for 14 and then 0 for 8 against Colgate. You guys, you know, it, it hit a few shots right away and it seemed to get you going.
2: You know, uh, and, you know, like you said, we didn't struggle from the beginning. I thought, uh, I thought Joe and Marek really set the tone. Um, in particular, Marek, I thought he really jumped out the gate um and uh was very aggressive going to the basket taking to the basket and making things happen and then obviously Joe you know he 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 took some shots but I thought overall we got good shots you know, I thought we we got really good shots, and then when we take really good shots and we get good shots, I think we can you know really score with you know one of the high scoring teams in, in, in our league.
1: You know, we we talked at length about Gerard in the last segment, but how about uh, what Dolajai has been providing for you guys? And you know, we we know him as a guy who's going to take charges and get steals, and he's a good passer and, and all that, and he's got all the intangibles as well. It, it looks like he he's added to his his offensive repertoire in the in the off season we've seen him now back-to-back games get out in transition and do things with the ball in his hand, even in the half court, get into the basket and so on and so forth. Is that something he worked on in the offseason, his offensive game, or is it just something that maybe was in his arsenal and, and he wasn't confident enough to, to show it in a game until now that he's a junior and his roles expanded a I little bit? I think
2: it's the latter, what you just said. I mean, he's always been a, you know, we would see it in practice from time to time. Obviously, you know, uh, you know, it was a transition for him. Culturally and coming to, but I think he's comfortable now, and I think he understands, you know, he's been here. Um, I think he understands we need him. More than ever to play well, uh, and normally when we, we need him to win games and we need him to, to step up, he's usually stepped up. You know, I remember uh, having a conversation with him his freshman year going into the ACC tournament. You know, uh, we you know, and then going into the tournament, you know, just like you know, you make us different. You know, just having those conversations when you look to be aggressive, and, and aggressive sometimes is not always him scoring, but it's him putting the ball on the floor and creating shots for others. Um, and now, I think that uh, he's known for that. Now, I think the, the basket is opening up, so we're asking him to look at the basket more now.
1: Whatever you said to him uh, going into the ACC tournament that year, must have worked, because that's when he had his career high. It was 20 points against Wade yeah, in the, yeah, in the easy, ACC yeah. tournament. So <laughs> so save that pep talk, because that one definitely yeah. worked. Uh, and, and he was just one point off that the, the other night. Missed a late free-thrower. He would have matched it with 20 points. He finished with 19. Just uh, a couple of free-throws. Yeah, he night. did. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he finished 5 for 10 from the free-throw yeah. line. Uh, you guys got to the free-throw line 36 times um, so i know it's it's an area you're still working on because you guys were 24 for 36 but what does that say that the way that you were attacking and and getting to the line so much i mean you, you took 36 free throws
2: i think uh it says that uh we're starting to understand you know our strengths again i thought uh early on the first couple of games we settled a lot for jump shots um especially in particular uh quincy and even Elijah, you know, uh, you know, we think that those guys have strong bodies that can get into lane and put pressure on the defense. And when they start doing that, like most good defenses, they come in and with our shooters, we can get kick-out in threes. You know, I, I like our chances to make those all day long.
1: You brought up Quincy, so let's go there next. Um, I, I mentioned this to you on the, the radio version of Orange Nation uh, this afternoon that I, I thought it was the best game he's played of the nine we've seen, the six exhibition games and the three regular season games. Uh, he was physical. He was, you know, getting to the basket, getting to the free throw line, uh, getting on the glass, which, you know, I, I know is something you guys want him to, to certainly do. He finished with 14.7 boards in just 17 minutes. He, he made the most of the minutes he got in this game.
2: I, I agree with you totally. He was he was really aggressive, uh, you know, uh, taking a ball to the basket and being physical. He's a big kid. You know, and we, we need him to use that that his his strengths to play to his strengths, which is being able to, to attack their basket, not just be a jump shooter. You know, um, and, and rebound a basketball. When we when we can bring someone off the bench and get that type of production, that makes us a different team.
1: Oh, for six from three point range. I know it's a shot he can hit. He showed in the exhibition games he can hit it. Um, is it a case of maybe he's pressing a little bit too much, or I mean, it would, it, you're you're comfortable with him taking that shot, though?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, he, I mean, he can make it. I, I tell you what, Stevie, it was about uh, he went on a month in practice where he didn't miss a shot. Is that right? Yeah. You know, um, and and he really works hard at it. I think it's it's, it's, it's him pressing right now. The, the greatest thing is that he got his. You know, he got going, uh, doing some other things. And it kind of, you know, takes his focus off over. So I think that, you know, as we continue to grow and go, he'll, he'll start making shots.
1: Now, you work with him, obviously, every day in practice. Um, does it, I, I would assume, it helps to, to have a performance like this for you to point to and be like, you know, Quincy, this is the player we need. You know what you did the other night? We, you know, we need more of that. If, if he strays from that, does it? I mean, the fact that it's on tape now and you have that experience, you know, you as a coach, can you point to that and say, remember what you did in that game? That's what we need.
2: Absolutely. No, no doubt about it. You know, when you get, when. It's, that's the greatest thing about you know when they have games like that to be able to show them, so, you know you can do this and you and you're, and you're effective doing this and this helps the team. Um, again, to get to the foul line 36 times, that's that's pretty good, you know that's that's really good as a team, you know uh, to be able to get to the free throw line, you know and and, and put pressure on the defense.
1: You know, we saw Joe Girard really break out offensively in this game against Seattle. And, you know, we sung his praises in the last segment about all the other stuff he had been doing. Uh, We know he's a scorer. Kid's got confidence. I mean, he came out and he was looking for a shot, and then you know Seattle makes that run. They get it back to seven midway through the second half, and then he's the one that made the play to kind of stop that run, stem the tide, and get you guys back on track.
2: Yeah, Joe was locked in. I think he was out there playing his game, having fun, taking good shots, taking care of the basketball. And we, like you said, if he can get some open looks, he's gonna make up. He's gonna make more than he'll miss. So uh, you know, you know, he's just he was just he was really phenomenal for his first game. And again it's kind of like what we talked about you know uh, you know asking a question about you know h- how does Mellow feel, or when you play, it's the same thing as a you know as a freshman, your first game sure. you start, and sometimes you 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 know you play great, or sometimes it, it just <laughs> Could can go either way. <laughs> yeah, it can just explode. So I'm happy that he played great because we needed him to. <laughs> do, do you
1: remember your first start in the in the dome? What that was like? The emotions. I know I'm, I'm taking you back a little bit, man. but I mean, it, do you, do you I remember? Don't know if I can remember now. Nah. <laughs> I can remember. It, it was it
2: wasn't even it was the first exhibition game. Okay, we that was the one it.
1: that was really nerve wracking oh, yeah. for you. Oh
2: man, and uh, we played. Against Marathon Oil, I'll never forget it. That's when Marathon Oil was sure, traveling yeah. around I and that. Yeah, and uh, we played against the guy. I remember the guy, Kevin Houston. Yeah, sure. Led the country and scoring. Yep. with the army. Yep. So I was, you know, pumped up, and uh, it was a huge snowstorm. Okay. And they were like telling people, like, if you don't have to go out, don't <laughs> go out. And I'm like, man, I hope people come out. <laughs> but uh, I remember going into the game just, just, just super excited to get my name called, and I think I played well. I think. Sure, I to think about you know I played by fourteen, fifteen points, six, seven assists, and all the guys were like, yeah, yeah, you know, dapping me up, and I was just, I was so happy, and that's something that you never forget. I
1: bet, I bet you never forget. And then, and then now that you know you get one out of your way, and like with Gerard, so he, he plays his first game. Does that make the next one easier? You know, is he going to have the same? I'm sure he's still going to be nervous and have the butterflies and so on and so forth. But does that make the second start a little bit easier? The fact that he's done it once? I think it depends
2: on it depends on on, on the, oh, the makeup of the person. You know, uh, for for Joe, I don't think I think Joe just I, I'll be honest with you, he expected to play like that. I don't right. think he surprised himself. You know, I think he expects a lot from himself. So I don't think he puts pressure on himself. I just think he has high expectations and he works really hard. So uh, you know, I think with Joe, he he's pretty much. You know, the same same approach every day, practice and, and in the games.
1: All right, I'll, I'll be honest with you. So the, those of us in the media and, and I think the fans and, and f- people outside the program looking in, I think are legitimately surprised how well he's played with the ball in his hands. I mean, we knew he was a scorer, but I, I think we had questions collectively about can he play point guard at this level right away. Were you guys surprised? Are you guys surprised how he's been able to come in and and just handle everything that's thrown at him. You knew you could score, but are you surprised with the way he's handling the ball and handling the pressure that he's in? Well, I wouldn't say surprised,
2: have a little doubt maybe, just a little bit, but he's a quarterback. Yeah, sure. So, you know, he he, he had command of, of a whole, you know, team. So and when you think about it that way, not really. I think the biggest thing, I think the thing that I was really surprised about was uh, was his athleticism how fast he is, how quick he is, you know, and his ball handling skills are really, really um, probably ex- – I didn't know he can do some of right. the things that he could do with the ball. Yeah. So those are the things that I probably, you know, was uh, more like, wow, okay. He's, better he's than opened some is. eyes. I mean, there's no doubt yeah. about it. At least,
1: again, from the outside of the program looking in, we knew he could score, but, man, he's been impressive, you know, even on defense as well. And I, I yes. think this, this team in particular um, – you know, we knew they were going to be young, and sometimes with a young team, it takes a while for everybody to learn the defensive rotations and to kind of get it down. And I realized, as you said, small sample size has only been three games. But defensively, you guys look like you might be a really good team as, as this season progresses on the defensive end.
2: Yeah, I mean, we got the makings. I think the guys are still trying to figure it out. We still got to do some things a lot better as as we go forward as the competition, um, you know, starts sure. to, to get better. We got. I know we got to rebound the ball better. We got to do a better job of locating. You know, and and closing out and keeping people I mean, we just got work to do. We still got work to do. But I think the guys are starting to kinda understand the concepts. When you're dealing with a young team, the biggest thing is for them to understand where they need to be at and not forget it. Um and not, and not to, to quit, you know, even if they are late, still get there late. It's rather to get there than not to get there at all because that's a basket in college.
1: Do you find that, especially with the younger guys, maybe they they think too much? On You know, they know the rotation. Okay, the ball's here. I'm supposed to go here. And and I know that the goal is to get them to just react and, and do it on instinct. But do you find that freshmen a lot of times are, are kind of thinking oh, think yeah. it too
2: much? Oh, yeah. Especially with our defense. Our defense, we have some things and some bumps and some slides that are a little – They taught differently than than most defenses. So it's definitely, uh, you have to take some time to adjust to it. You know, the rotation's a little different. Um, and things like that. So it, it definitely, that's definitely the case. They definitely start thinking. And once they start reacting and making reads, that's when our defense you know, will, will really be good.
1: All right, we're halfway home here on the Adrian Autry Show. If you have a question for Red, give us a call at 315 437 You can also tweet them at us, at NC 9 We're going to take a out. coming to you live from Shaughnessy's Irish Pub at the Marriott Syracuse downtown. It's the Adrian Autry Show. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.
0: Live from Shaughnessy's in the Marriott, Syracuse downtown, this is the Adrian Autry Show. Presented by Charles Heating and Air Conditioning, Plumbing and Electrical. Here's your host, Stephen Fonte and Coach Autry.
1: We've got about 25 minutes left on the Adrian Autry Show. Coming to you live from Shaughnessy's Irish Pub at the Marriott, Syracuse downtown. 315-437-7644 if you have a coach for red uh virginia in a little bit of a dog fight tonight at home taking on vermont we thought it was going to be a, a tough game for virginia vermont's undefeated a really good ball club uh that it's it's tight it, five minutes left virginia up 150 to 49 uh anthony lamb uh, vermont's uh star player 24 points um Jeez. as you said in the break virginia will find a way to win probably but uh, yeah. but they're getting pushed yeah. to the limit by vermont yeah
2: vermont's a very good team a lot of experience um you know uh, the teams that can give you know when you give Virginia a, a, a hard time is when you can put five guys on the court and uh, space them out and kind of make them pay on their on the aggression of their defense. And uh, Vermont is a team that can do that. They battle tested. They've been together for a while. One of the better teams uh, in, in in their league and in the country. So uh, this will be this will be a battle. It's a good game. They, they're well coached. So it'll go down to the end. But normally. Virginia finds a way to uh, <laughs> pull it out. If you need
1: it. a stop, they, they find a way to get a stop. Yeah. Uh, that's that's, uh, that's their MO. You know, you talk about uh, spacing, and you talk about, you know, being able to put five guys out there that can space you out a little bit. Coach Boeheim, uh referred to that after the, the Seattle game and said that, you know, he thinks you guys have a chance to be a better offensive team this year. Uh, because of just that, you've got more shooters that you can put out there on the perimeter, and as that draws the defense out, it, it opens things up for, for other guys and, uh, you know, maybe Quincy putting the ball on the floor or Elijah Hughes putting the ball on the floor and and, and getting to the basket. Do you like uh, the... The makeup offensively of, of your team so far this year?
2: I, I like the versatility. I like the makeup. I think we can, you know, obviously, you know, with Jesse and Barama and those guys, we can go big if we want to. And I like that the fact that we can kind of play some small ball as well. And uh, I think you got to have that versatility, especially in our league, especially just the way the game is played now. Um, you got to be able to put skilled guys out there to be able to make plays.
1: You know, we haven't uh, talked about Jesse Edwards uh, so far tonight. Uh, assess and again, small sample size, but assess what he's done for you early on. He's, he's provided you some good minutes. He's off provided us
2: some good minutes. He's provided us with a, 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 a presence. You know, six eleven guy. The one thing about Jesse is that uh, he catches everything, and uh, you know he kind of gives us, uh, you know, when he's rolling down the lane, he gives you a lob option. You know, a guy that can kind of catch it and finish. And he's just he's just scratching the surface. I think he's you know, you know he's going to continue to get better and he's going to have his games too so that's what we're excited about we got a nice young team and all these guys i think with this team and the way we play very unselfish and i think everybody at some point in time will step up and have their game so to speak
1: in an ideal world and i know that it's early on in the season and and jesse's young and he's still learning but in an ideal world would you like to see when brahma needs to take a breather or brahma gets in foul trouble and he needs to come out that it's jesse who goes in and that those two guys are your centers or I guess what I'm asking is, do you think as the season progresses, we'll see less of Marek at the five, or or do you think that he brings value to that position as well, and he'll continue to play some center?
2: I think he. I think you'll see him still play some center. I think he he provides a lot, uh, especially with you know with the shooters that we have. You know, I think you have to 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 put that on the court. You know, for for periods of time to be able to try to generate some stuff
1: creates matchup problems for absolutely. the opponent, and so on and absolutely. so forth. That's what I figured. Um, but you know, you see Jesse come in, and you know, it, especially in the Colgate game, you know, we've got the we got the box score right here. Uh, the Colgate game, Edwards played twelve minutes, Barama played twenty seven. That's thirty nine minutes between right. the two of them. Right. Um, but but I, it, there's absolutely value to having Marek out there at the five. Um, so. It's not like Jesse's going to necessarily take away minutes from Marek at the five, is what you're saying. Right. Okay. Right. Um, how important are, is this stretch coming up with these? You know, you've got two games against Cornell and Bucknell, and I know that obviously you, you need to go out and take care of business, but for lack of a better term, they're, they're tune up games to some degree for this stretch of five games in a row. Four of them are against power five opponents, and then the one that's not is a true road game at Georgetown, and it's essentially a power five opponent as well. So you're looking at a stretch of five really tough games in a row. Um, how important are these next two to to get you ready for for what lies ahead? Well,
2: I mean, I, I wouldn't call them tune-up games. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, last year Cornell was up one with seven minutes sure. to go. You know, so uh, you know it's more than a tune-up game. It's a game. And uh, obviously, Bucknell is one of those teams very similar to Colgate, brings back some experience, very good team. Um, they will not be intimidated. They travel, they play against other Power 5 schools. So they'll be looking to come in here for a win. And we have a young team, so we 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 have to take it game by game. We cannot get ahead of ourselves. We just got to take care of business, you know, uh, as it comes, day, day by day, game by game. You know, we're not a team that's bringing back, you know, you know, like like last year we had right. some experience. So, you know, you can kind of sort of – I can see where you can kind of go with that, you right. know, with the experience that we were bringing back. But we don't have that team this year. So every game counts, and we're still trying to get better. All right, that's And fair. not that it didn't count before, right. but I hear what you, you have a younger team. You right, really, you really got to really
1: keep them focused. you got to keep them focused the,
2: game by game.
1: Totally understand that. And so I guess with that being said, let's, let's look ahead to, to Cornell tomorrow. Uh, it's a team that's that's one and three, led by a, a very familiar name and a, a very familiar face. And, uh, you know, as, as we were saying earlier, um, it, this is no longer just a cute little storyline, you know, no. right? I mean, Jimmy's coming here as the best player uh, on that Cornell team, and now it's no longer, well, you know, Coach Bayheim going up against his son or Buddy going up against his brother. You are now trying to stop Jimmy Bayheim from coming in here and doing uh, some damage. That's a great storyline. <laughs> no, he's, uh,
2: he's really gotten better every year. Uh, um, he, he works hard, and obviously, you know uh, him being around us and us watching him grow up, and him being in the gym with us. You know, hard worker. Um, so, but uh, he, he he can cause problems. He's been playing lights out for those guys. Uh, he, you know, someone that can score inside and out, that can put it on the floor. He's really uh, made himself into a good player, and uh, you know he will not be intimidated. And I know he is pumping his guys up, and they're coming in <laughs> here ready to go. So we'll be we'll be ready as well.
1: Is it hard for Coach Bayheim to coach against his son?
2: I think it's probably the idea of it right in the beginning, but once the game starts, no.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> once the game starts, no. Um, have you ever – been in a situation like with what Buddy's dealing with, and, and you know whether it was a you know a good friend that you grew up with, or somebody you played AAU ball against or or with, or I'm sure you've had those games where you're going up against somebody on the other side that you're close to. What is that like emotionally when you're lining up against somebody who's who's like a brother to you? When the game
2: starts, all that goes out the door. <laughs> you know, it it just does. I it actually kind of gives you that a little bit more. You know, because you know at the end, you know, it's, rice, yeah, rice. that's right. You know, the bragging rights are coming at the end of the when the game's over with. So, uh, but those, those are fun. Um, I think they're always fun. I think it's, uh, probably a little bit harder, uh, when you are coaching against, you know, your brother or someone like that. I think those are probably a little bit more harder than when you had to actually play against each other,
1: right? Because, I mean, like, it's just human nature that. You know, Coach Beheim is—he's—he he's, wants his son to play well, right? I mean, it's not right. like he doesn't want him to play right, well, right, right. but but now that he's not the leading well. scorer, right? It's, <laughs> exactly, right? It's, you you want him to play, you know, to do his job, but you you also want to stop him. That that's got to be, that's got to be tough.
2: Right? It definitely is. I'm sure it is. I, I remember the first time. I think I told the story uh, uh, a couple of days ago. The first time, um, actually, I was listening to the game last year. And they were talking about the first game that we played against, uh, you know, when Jimmy was a freshman. And he subs in the game. And he bangs a three in a corner right in front of our bench. And and Coach just kind of had that look. And he just kind of smiled. And I'm like, huh? And then I thought about it. I was like, you know, it was his son. Right, yeah. It was his son. So I'm sure, you know, at that moment he was –
1: he was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm
2: glad he scored." I was like, "Okay, but that can't happen too many more times." <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: No more. No, no more. more. Uh, that's funny. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four is the number if you'd like to get involved. Uh, what can you tell us about this Cornell team? You know, the, the game's tomorrow night. I mean, what are what are the keys, or what's the focus, what's the priority for you guys heading into this contest?
2: You, you know, you know, with this team, they have three best players. Um, Jimmy McBride and Warren, they've all been together for three to four years. So, that's the that they're veterans. You know, they've come in here and they've played us numerous times. Again, last year was a game all the way until the end. So, uh, you know, the one thing about Cornell, you know, that they're going to play good defense. You know, they're going to share the basketball and they're going to be very patient. And they're going to try to, you know, uh, get the shots that they want to get and and things like that. They want to make you make a mistake. So, we really have to be disciplined and be flying around and moving with the ball.
1: All right, uh, we're going to take our final time out here on the show. We've got about 10 minutes or so left on the latest edition of the Adrian Autry Show. Give us a call. Still time to check in. You can also tweet us questions at NC 9 It's our final break. We're coming to you live from Shaughnessy's Irish Pub at the Marriott Syracuse downtown. We are back after this on ESPN Radio.
0: Live from Shaughnessy's in the Marriott, Syracuse downtown, this is the Adrian Autry Show. Presented by Charles Heating and Air Conditioning, Plumbing and Electrical. Here's your host, Stephen Fonte and Coach Autry.
1: All right, we got about ten minutes left on the Adrian Autry Show. Still time to check in with a phone call at 315-437-7644 uh carmelo anthony leads portland in scoring right now he's got seven points three rebounds in 10 minutes of action one for one uh from three point range three for seven from the field uh, and he seems to be invested on both ends of the court, which both, you said is both. a byproduct of sitting out for a year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's happy to
2: be back. You know, he's boxing out on the free throw line, everything, man. So, <laughs> um,
1: so we saw Mello in town, uh, you know, a little bit more than a week ago. Uh, Dion was just here as yep. well. Did you have a chance to, to catch up with, uh, yeah. with Dion Waiters yeah. a
2: little bit? Yeah. He was in town for a couple of days, stopped by, you know, spent some time with the guys. Uh, it's always it 's always good to have those guys back and it, it kind of gives you a reminder how old you get too <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it seems like you know uh you know he's gotten over his you know trying to move forward push forward which that 's the only thing you can do um and, and and get himself ready to go and and get himself into the season and get back on you know playing basketball where that 's what he should be doing at twenty seven years old playing basketball so you know, these things happen in life. You have ups and downs. You know, you just got to be able to how you how you bounce back. And I think that's pretty much the message when, you know, him coming up here and probably spending time and just kind of resetting himself. So it's so always good to be back home. You know, like when you get in trouble, you sure, know, yeah. go back home, right. you know, sit down, spend some time with the family. and Get some advice from mom and uh, dad. Oh, and, yeah, oh, the family, and then you, you, you get rebooted and go back out. So it was great seeing him. Um, his spirits are good, so you know, I'm excited good. for him as well.
1: All right, so Melo and Dion, two of the the five uh, former SU products in the NBA right now. Uh, O'Shea Brissett called up yesterday, got his first action in an NBA regular season <laughs> game. Didn't score, but played five minutes, um, and, and it, it looks like there may be a little bit of an opportunity there for him in yeah. Toronto to 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 stick on that roster if things go well. Yeah, I think he
2: I think he landed in, you know in, in a good situation for him just just the way their roster is and. You know, again, uh, Toronto, him being from there, I, I think, you know, that might help him out a little bit as well. Sometimes you you need that. And he's playing with Tyler Ennis. So, right. you know, hopefully, you know, uh, I'm sure Tyler will make him look good. You know, that's what he does. <laughs> so uh, I think he has a chance. He's, you know, I actually have to give him a call and, and see how he talked to him about his uh, debut last night.
1: <laughs> you mentioned Tyler Ennis, uh, you know, in Tyler right now playing with the, the G League squad there. Um, everything he's been through that that devastating injury but it seems like he's on his way back and um you know but before too long he'll uh he'll have his pick of, of different spots to yeah go
2: to. i i think he'll get i think he'll land on his feet back in the nba uh he you know i went up to uh to to visit his dad because his dad's a high school coach and uh went went stopped by and I had and then tyler was there working out so i had a chance to you know kind of talk to him he looks great body looks great you know uh has a big old beard now. <laughs> <laughs> he does look different yeah, from what yeah, we yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. Big yeah. old beard now, but, uh, you know, I think uh, he, he's, he's heading in the right path.
1: Michael Carter-Williams uh, was on the verge, it looked like, last year being out of the league. And then he catches on with Orlando late in the regular season, played great down the stretch, played great in the playoffs. And, and he earned himself a, a job there in, in Orlando. And, and it seems like he's found a, a nice new home there with the Magic. Yeah, he,
2: he does a really good job. Uh, you know, Mike uh, is, is tough. He's a fighter, you know. He's 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 always going, you know, uh, come at you. And I think he's had his moments. I think he has value, and he's found a place where they value him. And that's, it seems like it's a really,
1: really good match. Jeremy Grant on a new team this year. He's he's playing with the Nuggets, uh, coming off the bench there, as you mentioned uh, during the break. Uh, they've got a really good team. That's a, that's a contender there. No, in, it in definitely
2: Denver. is. Definitely, I think he adds some versatility for them. I think you know when we talk about small ball, I think you know they can play him a little bit at the. Five to it, you know, with his shot-blocking ability and his finishing. He's shooting the ball extremely well, not from three-point range. Um, so, uh, you know, he's he's playing well. He's bringing energy. Um, I get a chance to follow those guys on the box scores and whenever I get a chance to watch him if I'm up, I, I'll watch all of those guys or try to.
1: So he continues to, to develop his game and continue to improve his game. You mentioned he's adding the, the outside shot to his arsenal. Uh, and you were right about Virginia, by the way. Uh, Virginia, you said, oh, they'll find a way to hang on. Uh, they're up 59-53 now with 15 15- Seconds left. So Vermont put up a fight, uh, but uh, looks like Virginia is going to stay undefeated and prove to 4 0 on the season. Since we're talking about uh, the ACC a little bit, um, and I know it's early, but uh, who has impressed you in, in the early going as you look around the ACC, whether we're talking individual players or, or we're talking teams?
2: Well, I think from a team standpoint, uh, I had a chance to watch Louisville play the other day, and they they look really, really good. They got everybody. You know, they got a, a majority. They basically got their whole team back, and they added obviously an outstanding uh, recruiting class with a fifth-year uh, uh, grad transfer and a point guard guy from St. Joe's, uh, who's really good. So, uh, as a team right now, uh, they look really, really strong. And just from an individual standpoint, I've got a chance to watch a little bit of North Carolina and watch Cole Anthony, and wow, man, he's a real deal, isn't oh, he? Oh man, man, he. He, uh, he didn't really have to go to college. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rules say yeah, he did. I know. I know. Man, he but, was really but, yeah, good. yeah, his,
1: his game is definitely ready uh, yeah. to, to move on to the NBA. No, no doubt about that. Uh, you, since you brought up Louisville, uh, Jordan Wara, the, the preseason player of the year, you've obviously seen him up close and personal a few times. Uh, you think he's the best player in the conference or at least the best upperclassman in the conference, maybe save for some of these young, young freshman studs?
2: Yeah, I think he is. I think he's the best, uh, you know, uh, player um, especially a returning player in the, in the conference uh, a guy that's really changed his body worked on his game you know extremely good shooter now he's finishing above the rim and at the rim a lot more uh you know you start to see those highlights a lot more so uh i, I definitely think he, he he is you know worthy of the of the the preseason um voting
1: you know you're, you're looking at the the acc standings here so you've got six teams in the conference right now that are undefeated um you know Notre Dame's probably going to be much improved. I would think this year yeah. they've, they've got some guys yeah. back. They've got guys off injury. Right. Uh, Mike Bray always does a really good job. Um, how do you think this conference stacks up? I guess from from top to bottom compared to other years. And, and I know it's early, but you know, do you expect this to be you know the the typical ACC being the best conference in the country this year?
2: I, I, I think so. I think I think our league is older, you know, and I think uh, we. we The older guys will shine. We don't have the freshmen, you know, like the last couple of years with the Zions and the RJs and those type of guys. So, you know, they kind of, they, they kind of caught the attention of everybody. But I just think our league, our teams, you know, where they may not have star, star power, I think they're going to be really, really good because I think our league is old. Older.
1: As, and as we kind of wrap up the show here now, Red, we're, we're in the final minute or so. Just kind of final thoughts as you get ready for, for Cornell tomorrow. And, again, what would you like to see as a coaching staff, you know, other than a win? What do you want to see <laughs> uh, t- tomorrow night inside the Dome? What are you guys looking for as you a know, Obviously,
2: it starts on the defensive end, um, uh, being able to uh, do our job defensively and, and limit those guys. And then, you know, going back down on the other end, continue to share the ball and, and, and take good shots.
1: All right, well, uh, that's a wrap on the the second Adrian Autry show of the season. Coaches, always appreciate the time. Best of luck tomorrow night inside the Dome against uh, Cornell. Thank you. All right, and then again after that, it's uh, Bucknell on Saturday. That'll be a noon tip. Tomorrow night it's 7.30 inside the Dome, Syracuse and Cornell. We're out of time for Coach Autry. I'm Stephen Fonte. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time on ESPN Radio. Have a great night, everybody.